if you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. All right, the punters panel on this Friday. The 9th of February, looking forward to it. We've got Blake Johnson, Mike Wood, Brody Nixon and Richard Callender as our guests today. We're going to take your calls as well on 13.53.53. Uh, I'll say firstly, good morning to Brody Nixon. Morning, mate. Good morning, DS. Good morning to everyone tuning in. Really looking forward to tomorrow's car. The carnival's starting to really wind up. It certainly is, mate. Um, it's going to be a beauty there tomorrow at Randwick, and it does look like, even though we've got a little bit of cloud around today, it can be quite comfortable at the races tomorrow, so it uh, should be a good day if you're not doing anything in Sydney to get out to the track. Blake Johnson joins us as well. Blake, hello to you, mate. Good morning, boys. Good morning to everyone listening. It looks a really good meeting. I'm really interested to get Brody's thoughts because there's plenty of horses resuming here, plenty of horses that will get into their work, um, got big preparations ahead. We've also got joining us Richie Callender. G'day, Richie. Good morning, David. Good morning, boys. Good morning, everybody. Hope you've had a, a winning week and we can have a big day today and, and the weekend. Yeah, I hope so too. And also, uh, we've got uh, Mike Wood joining us too. Mike, uh, this meeting tomorrow, 10 races, going to be a beauty. Yeah, good morning, DS, Brody, Blake and Richie. We had a couple of Group 3s last week, didn't we? We had a proper one this week, the Eskimo Prince Stakes. Group 1 horses, a couple of these could be the future stars, I think. Now, we're going to jump straight into it. And we've also got some calls coming through on 13.53.53. I know that um, a couple of the uh, punters are wanting to fire some questions. So we might start with it. Because I think Doug's on the line. G'day, Doug. Hey, Dave. How are you going? Good, mate. Now, you've got our panel there. We're going to get straight into it. What's yeah, your question no, for the just, panel? No, no question, mate. I just want to say how good it is to have Gary Hartley back on deck. Oh, okay. Beautiful. What? What a bloody champion. Went to school with him. Yeah. And known him a long time. And it's just so very, very good. I'm sure everybody will endorse my comments. And, uh, yeah, no, I just want to wish him happy and pass it on to me. Pass it on when you're talking to him, mate. One of his old school mates. And, uh, yeah. I will, Doug. No, no dramas at all, mate. Very well said. Good to have him back. He's doing all the Sky Sports Radio uh, previews uh, to kickstart. Obviously, Wyong. Uh, he'll be doing Gosford, Newcastle, so around that Hunter region. I think he might even be doing some Tamworths and whatnot. So he'll be doing all of the uh, the radio, which is sensational. And I've got another caller here, Ron. G'day, Ron. Hello. How are you? Very good, mate. What's your question to the panel? Uh, when I do the form, I've never understand where class one, class two, class three stood, stood like. Is a class one better than a 58 and less than a uh, 68 and so on? Right. Well, who wants to chime in there? Who wants to help uh, Ron out? I can, I can help Ron, Doug, um, Dave. Yep. Uh, Ron, so we're working with... Class ones, you're working with class one horses, so horses that have won one race, and then you get you get to a class six. Um, that's horses that have won six races or less, and then you're into open class, and then you've got benchmark ratings as well. So uh, horses will be giving, given a rating. They can go up in ratings when they start winning their races and, and performing well, and they'll have to, to race in rating races like benchmark 58 horses will race in benchmark 58 races, and as you get higher, the horses have better form. So you can find some class one horses in 58 races, class two horses in 58 races, but 
Um, it's, it's, it's unlikely that you're going to get horses that have won six races in, in a 58. But um, So as you get a high rating, you go into high-class races and, and, and so on. Does that help, Ron? I've seen when I'm doing the form, it's, it's, it might be a 58 race, and they have a um, uh, an arrow saying that uh, the horse in Class 1 race has gone down. That's it's always confused me, come down in class. Yeah, OK. It's just another way, of obviously, to uh, to interpret the form. Anyone else got any comment there? Mike, Richie, Brody. Yeah, I think I think it's just two different systems, isn't it? You got some very very good class one horses out there that would you know have a very high handicap, and um, obviously some some horses that drop drop back in grade. I think if you're looking looking at the form difference, I think you get a provincial class one. It's usually better than a country fifty eight. That's that's something I would like to look at, Ron. Okay, there we go, Ron. Richie, anything? Hello, Richie. Oh, sorry. I, I was talking before. I just realised I, I still had the mute button on. So, <laughs> so you've been having a conversation <laughs> and thinking, gee, no one said anything here. I thought Blake was a bit rude talking straight over the top of me, but then I realised that no one's talking to me. Um, yeah, what the boy's saying, it, you'll see a lot of the times you'll see a, a, a horse that might be going up the benchmark because it's raced well in some better races. And therefore, they'll go in those class one plates at the set weights, trying to because they've only won the one race, and and they can come up the the real short prices. So, yeah, it's the the class one the, the class one class two systems, and uh, they use a lot more in Queensland than they do in in uh, down here in Sydney. But often you'll see horses that are up in the ratings because they might have been placed in some good races or won a nice race. They'll go back to a class one at set weights, just trying to get another win on the board. I was about to say, Richie makes a good point. Queensland used it a lot. So last week, she didn't win, but African Daisy, short price favourite, best form, high handicap. She was well placed there. But I don't think Victoria use it much, do they? No, I think it's a majority. And we've seen it with success where New South Wales horses will go up there and, and get into those particular races and obviously get quite well weighted. Ron, thank you for your call. 1350-353 if you've got a, a question in relation to anything to do with the punt. That's what we're here. We want to uh, have a yarn with you. And we're going to talk now about the English Millennium because it's $2 million up for grabs. There's some texts here about fully lit to saying, boys, don't worry about the wide gate. That'll be of benefit. And there's a couple of uh, texts here as well about Trunk, who obviously finished uh, behind Stay Focused. Uh, another one here for the Waterhouse Bot team. We might go in this order of entry. We'll go Blake Johnson first, then we'll go to Richard Callender, then we'll go Brody Nixon and Mike Wood uh, to bring us home. Start us off, Blake. What wins the English Millennium? I'm with the favourite, Dave. Uh, really good win on debut. Found the front, ran really good time, similar to better class races on the day. My draw is definitely against, but I think this start at Randwick, it depends. Like, what's going to happen? There's going to be horses that are going to kick up uh, on the inside. Will they be able to cross? I think probably they will, but even if they get caught three wide without cover, I don't think this start is... It's not too detrimental to fully lit chances. So I think $3.50 is fair enough. Ruta Royal... uh, very good on debut, strong form race, and then came to Sydney, uh, was really strong to the line, has had a Geelong trial. So they're, the, they're my top two. Um, I know I've settled on the top of the market, but I'm with fully lit here. Yeah, I, I, look, it's 
the first 100 metres is going to prove the, the test. But I think he comes out of the better races. Look, there's, it, it's, it's often the case that, you know, some horses miss it each year, like we have seen Switzerland miss it. He would have been, you know, a dominant, dominant favourite and it probably would have gave us a good lead, but we'll see him in next week. Um, it'll start from what barrier 15 does it come into? I think 15 of 16, fully lit. I think he's clearly the one to beat. Uh, if I'm going to have a peanut uh, on something at a bit of odds, I'm going to have a peanut on Rag Queen. Um, gee, I thought her win was really good at Canterbury. Uh, I know this is obviously a lot tough. You don't have to be Albert Einstein to work that out, but she gets a soft barrier, does no work. I think she's $26. I think she is. I think she's outstanding odds because they will go quick and that'll really suit her. I'm the same as Richie. I think Rag Queen looks the better at the price. She was really good there at Canterbury, got held up for a bit in a fast run race, savaged the line, and she's by Dargento. So she sprinted really well for that short trip. We've seen a few of the Dargentos come out already looking for further ground, and no doubt she will be thriving on the big track at Ramwick. 1,100 metres might be just short of her best, but she looks like she's got a bit of ability. The wide gate in regards to fully lit, I don't think it would be too much of an issue. That horse showed tremendous early speed. If it can cross, they might just hang off it. Yeah, I can't find Rag Queen Boys. It started 21 bucks on debut and I was obviously very strong late, but just won a maiden, so I think this is going to be harder. Um, a couple of things here. Obviously, it's an English restricted race, so if you've got proper two-year-old Saturday form, like fully lit, that's a great starting point. And also, there's a big, strong subtly we haven't mentioned yet, which for these shoot races means you can sit five, six wide, no cover, come down eight, eight off the rails and keep going. The one thing that worries me about fully lit, just how green he was in those trials. He got to the rails on debut, which probably helped. But if Riga can keep him straight, I think he just wins. I think the only threat is his stable mate, Shrunk. Those barrier trials were strong behind straight charge. He went to Melbourne. He ran 10-8, 10-9, 10-9 for the first three furlongs, which is way too quick. Uh, I think he can do something from inside barrier too. All right, I like it. So now, well, can I just say, say yeah, go, mate. I, I, I know you say you can't. It was twenty-one dollars rag queen. Now I can understand not finding horses when they start SPs at twenty-one, twenty-six, thirty-four with exposed form. Like when they've got having their first run, I, I, I find the SP irrelevant. Um, and that, like, what well, was it? Twenty-six dollars. Press statement started at Canterbury, and I don't think I'm, I'm not saying rag queens are. Uh, as any press statement, but I, I don't understand the SP um, profile such thing from horse suddenly having its first run because yeah, I, I reckon, I reckon has... yep, yeah, I reckon it's a fair point, mate. I think you're right. First, first start SP not as important as the rest. Maybe it's just the form rating that put me off. But yeah, the SP you shouldn't worry yeah. about it as much. What did Castelvecchio start on debut at Canterbury? Is anyone remember? Thousands. McAvoy Philly. Thousands. Mm. Uh, I was on the leader. I've got, uh, I've got, <laughs> I've got Paul on the line, who wants to talk about this race, the Millennium. Another caller this morning. G'day, Paul. G'day, boys. How you going? Good, mate. What have you got for us in the in the Millennium? Any questions? I've been following uh, the Chris Lee's Colt Thundering Soul. I just want to see if you guys give it a chance. It's a hundred to one. What do we think, boys? I go, Blake. Oh, I was I wasn't going to say too much. These two-year-old races aren't mine, but big odds, 900-meter race at Scones. I would suggest that it would have to find something, but no real knock at those price. A mate of mine's in the ownership. Uh, pop up. He's a he's a mate of Dave's as well. Uh, luckiest owner in the world. That's your only hope. 
I was going to say, like, the form at first does look nowhere near strong enough, but I think that filly that ran behind him first up, he ran, she ran last weekend, and she ran quite well behind Lady Camelot. So I don't think it's actually the worst one, but you're right, he's, um, he's pushing up a hill, isn't he? Yeah, the eyes haven't ran well, didn't it? Ran okay. All right. Thank you, Paul. Mate, uh, are you going to back it yourself? I'm ready on, don't worry. All right, mate. Well, mate, we'll hear you roaring tomorrow if it wins. Thank you very much for that. 101 and 20, the place, if you don't mind. Thundering soul, gate 11. Anything is possible. Yes, mate? These are the type of races that, if you like one at massive odds, that they can easily pop up, you know. This cult might have improved out of sight. He might have gone there, you know, totally underdone, got the job done. He's out of a Mossman man. That was on a good track. Maybe if he got a little bit of rain, it might help as well. All right, we move on from the English Millennium. Let's go uh, to race number six on the card, the Eskimo Prince Stakes. Now, we've got uh, 460 here for um, Cabalus. Very interesting, though, there's been support for NCAP. There's been support for Celestial Engine, and then you've got uh, also uh, Macarena at $7, which uh, even Gary Portelli, in an interview I did with him yesterday, said, this filly down the bottom, we've got to watch her. Uh, what wins this very small but select field, Blake? This is a very interesting race, Dave. So we've got a couple of Group 1 winners resuming in Griff and Tom Kitten. The two that... They're all actually resuming except for Cabalas, but I would be keen to be against him. I don't think $4.20 is any value about him. I know the form around him is good. That was a good win first up. Was 72 grade. Second and third horses have since won. But I'd have to be against him at that price. I think it's a massive rise in grade. Um, Celestial Legend, he's probably going to be better over further. And Cappy did a terrific job last campaign. Uh, I'm with the horses that are returning from their first preparation. I think Moravia did a terrific job last preparation. That was his first campaign. He won over 900 metres and uh, he wasn't beaten far in a golden rose. Went to Flemington, started $17 behind Osmosis in the Coolmore. So I think the form around him is super and he can only come on from that first preparation. As with Macarena, she did a good job in her first campaign as well. Um, Maiden win at Canterbury to a feature... Craig win at Rose Hill over 1,400 metres. Trials have been good. Um, so I'm with those two. What did you like here, Richie? Well, I, the only, I, you've already said it spot on. The only reason Cabalas is, it's shown that it's it's back and racing well. The others, we're hoping. But I couldn't find Cabalas in my top four. And there's only seven runners. So I might be uh, well off the mark here. Uh, I, I've had a real good bet on Moravia. And I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat. I like his trial. He's got the natural speed. I think he finds himself in the first two here. Um, I've always liked him as a cult, uh, this horse. I think he's top draw. And if he's back as good as I think he can be, I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat. I've got Cabalas on top, Griff and and uh, and I think Celestial Legend. So I, I just couldn't find the favourite Cabalas. So uh, it might win because it's had that one run back, but it can win without mine, that's for sure. I'm following Richie in again here. I think Moravi is the better of the day. I think the scratching of flying trapeze has been key because now Tommy Berry can just ease the cold across, maybe sit outside Griff or even take up the lead himself if Griff's not sharp enough over the 1,200 metres. And I think this horse is going to be mighty hard to hold out. With the three-year-olds coming back in the autumn, you look for the trials to see which ones have improved and there's little doubt 
Moravi off that sensational piece of work next to Queen of the Ball. Tommy Berry went aboard. He sat three wide and cruised through the line under a hold against some open-class sprinters. He looks like he's come back better than ever. And with some of the best form lines from last campaign, it's very hard to see him not running a bold race outside the lead. In regards to the dangerous Celestial Legends trolled up well late, but he might just be looking for further ground. Jeez, you and Richie are lined up the first two races, aren't you? Marassi, now Moravia. Look, I think I kind of like Moravia. The thing that worries me is that Coolmore run. I went to Melbourne, obviously. The horse next to it was a bit keen. It was a bit of a different race, but I just want to see it do it first. Ramick, 1,200 metres. is a bit of a testing race sometimes. And if group eyeballs him, that's a pretty tough horse to be eyeballing. We'll find out if Moravia's got any guts. Obviously, he trials well. He's a 900-metre winner. He's a bit of a speed horse in most of his forms at Rose Hill. I agree with the boys about Cabalas. I think that's got a drift. It could even be one of the outsiders by Saturday. I think Griff is the one to beat just because of the speed map. And Tom Kitten and Celestial Legend, I reckon, will be huge in the guineas. And even hard to beat on Saturday, too. Great race. All right. I like it, boys. Uh, you're on the punters panel this morning. You're with uh, Blake Johnson, Mike Wood, uh, Brody Nixon and Richard Callender. Let's go to uh, another text on the text line here. It is in relation to the highway, boys. I know these races can be difficult, but this highway has a touch of class about it because of what's ahead. The country championships, of course, starting next week. Uh, and we've got, uh, obviously, those district finals all throughout different regions of New South Wales. Belvedere Boys is a 310 favourite. Uh, Rapidash for Lyle Chandler. There's a bit of a spruik around this mare at the 650 and Atmospheric Rock at 650. How did we see the highway on Saturday? Yeah, it could be a race that I'm keen to have a bet in, Dave. There's two that I like. I like Rapidash. Uh, I thought she was really yeah. good first up, last preparation. Richie's agreeing, is that Rich? Oh. I thought I was on mute again. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Rich. I think we can forgive you. But I think Raptor Bash is uh, going to be seriously hard to beat. First up, last preparation. She had the speed against. She sat wide without cover. She got to the outside and she got over Black Duke. I know uh, Richie's been filling up on Black Duke recently. And then last start in highway grade, uh, she was held up at a key stage. The race wasn't run to suit. She half got clear, but she was still in limited room. So... I, I, I think that was a forgive run. She's had a short um, spell, no public trials, but I think she'll be ready to go first up. Uh, provincial country championships would be her goal. Atmospheric rock, huge first up, got back, hit the line, I think the second best last 600 metres of the meeting, so that's a serious run. Um, stays at 1,200 metres, draws wide, but I wouldn't be too concerned about that. He could get over the top of them. What did you like here, Richie? I'm with Rapid Dash. I'm with Rapid Dash for 10. And look, I, I don't often bet in the highways, uh, Blake, but I just think the big field here, there's going to be plenty of speed. And I reckon this mare just might be handy, as you rightly said. Blake Duke hasn't been good. You talk about what midways do for trainers. And like, I know Blake Duke was good to me at Wine, but then it comes like, as Con Karakasanis and I had a chat, you know, that's what the midways are supposed to do. It just gives those trainers that horses down to get that next level. They then bounce back in and now. Con's got the bounce around his stable and it's it's flying. I think Rapidash is awfully hard to beat from a purpley a, so, a soft draw. I know it'll still get back, but the speed's good. Now I've had a peanut on two roughies in the race. Number five, Scopic, um, from the Dean Murphan stable. Zach Lloyd's on board. The winner Kembla uh, was good, and the other one is Outback Ringer, who's just going to need a bit of luck too. But uh, it's first up. But I like. Uh, I like the uh, Rapid Dash 10 and then a little peanut just without salt on four and five. 
Yeah, I think Belvedere Boys is going to be awfully hard to beat the favourite. Matty Dunn's almost become an auto bet in these highways. I was really keen to find atmospheric rock. Trolled up beautifully. First start run, as Blake mentioned, was enormous, but big question mark from the gate. You have to respect the boys with Rapid Bash as it comes back, the four-year-old man, just the one defeat in her career. And apart from that, she's been airborne, but a typically tough highway. Yeah, the, the caller asked about different classes. I think looking for provincial form and city form, like Richie was just talking about, is kind of a, a great way to go in these races. I think there's three horses with that. You found one of them, Scopics. Richie, I think it's definitely got a chance. I think the wide barrier could be okay. Downwind, wide barrier, flowing out wide. Hopefully can do something at big odds. Velvety Boys is obviously a chance, but I think he'll drift. And I'm with the boys as well in Rapidash. Unlucky last start, tempo suits, should be flying home late. All right, that's the highway. So a couple of texts on the text line have answered those questions. I want you now to turn your attention, boys, to race number nine on the card. It's a mile three-year-old maiden. Uh, not three-year-old maiden, three-year-old open, I should say. Uh, and there's some texts here about floating. Now, Matt Smith joined me. He gave for floating a good push prior to the last win. He did say, though, that he was a con- little bit concerned about 2,000 back to 1,600, but he said, look, I can't fault the horse. What do we think of floating, and what do we think of the ninth, boys? Yeah, floating is absolutely flying. I was a bit dirty on myself that I didn't back in the last start when he got the job done. That was over 2,000 metres. As you said, he's got to come back to 1,600 metres, and I think the weather forecast earlier in the week was more suitable for him. I think there was going to be more rain, and he loves to get it to get the sting out of the track. I'm with Marquez. I just think he's a serious horse. He came a long way last preparation. He won first up over 1,300 metres, got out to 1,900 metres, won there. Um, he went through the grades really nicely. I loved his recent trial, I think. Um, the mile first up is absolutely ideal for him. He returns off a shorter break this time in. So I think he's very hard to beat. And more victorious, just waiting for a rider, but he'll be there. Um, he was really good first up. He was heavily backed. He he set his own tempo in front and he extended really nicely the form behind him. Uh, the second horses subsequently won. Um, but I think Marquez is very hard to beat. Diamond did trial well as well. Uh, what do you got here, Richie? I think it's the best bet of the day, Blake. I'm with you, Marquez. Can't believe that the other one's uh, favourite are more victorious. I think it's obviously the danger. You don't have to be Albert Einstein to work out. Um, I think from that barrier, like in the trial, uh, off memory, watching the trial, I think a couple of nights ago, I think he pings the, the, the lids and then lets the others go around them. Um, I think he bounces a more, a more victorious rolls forward. Maybe the fortune tellers a chance to roll forward. Um, you just roll off its back and go crash, bang. I think it'll be a gap job. Best bet of the day, race nine, number seven, Mark West. Don't worry about the others. Yeah, I'm going to make it three straight, Marquez. A co-worker of yours and a good mate of mine, Blake, Nick Lloyd, absolutely loves this course. He's been clearing it for a mile and above for a couple of preparations now, and I think it's going to be very hard to beat. Had the he doesn't mind declaring off. one, Brody. No, no. The annoying thing is more from not, a right. Not afraid. No, he's not afraid, no. Then Marquez from gate number three should stalk the speed. A more victorious to win off. It's actually, there's still no jockey booked at the moment that I can see. So it'll roll forward and dictate the pace. It'd be fascinating to see if they still do go around. It looks perfectly placed, but Marquez, I agree with the boys, very hard to beat. In regards to floating that back to the mile from a wide gate, might be spotting a bit of a task in doing its best work late. Has to be the big query. We'll make it a full house, boys. Marquez for me as well. Some of those sections last prep were just amazing, weren't they? Some of those Rose Hill Gardens races, and he just rips home, and 
he looked so promising. And to the end of last prep, he got stuck three wide, no cover between behind stroke of luck. He was flying, and that run was pretty good. Obviously, had a testing run that day, so smart move by the stables. Tip him out, give him a nice couple of barrier trials, soft barrier, Zach Lloyd, a big sprint on him, lots of class. Um, more victorious, obviously going well, but maybe the steady tempo and the soft track suited him. Obviously, gets speed back favours again. But I reckon Marquez gets him late. All okay, right. boys. So, Dave, as it is at the moment, and if a more victorious run, which I think it will, we'll just go around the boys. What do you think starts favouring what prices? At the moment, a more victorious 230 on Tab and Marquez 290. Well, I don't think, I don't think the market will be fully against a more victorious. They might start the same price, Richie, both six to four. Yeah. 100%. I agree with you 100%. That's what I think. Six to four inches, too. Now, couple of, uh, well, not just a couple. It seems like there's a stack of people out and about moving around at the moment uh, and listening to the punters panel. Blake Johnson, Mike Wood, Brody Nixon, Richard Callender. Firstly, morning, DS. Can you give a shout-out to the Wenty Freeloaders on our way to Canberra? And then Braidwood, Chad, Toddy, Kev and Huda. It'll be interesting to uh, see who gets the first shout. Well done, boys. Enjoy your time there at Canberra and also uh, Braidwood. Uh, we've got uh, Morning Boys, great show. Good luck on the multi. I will be uh, putting my multi in and that will be open around that 10 o'clock mark. And I know there's also a couple of fellas, uh, Cardo and the boys, heading north to play some golf. So they're listening to the punters panel as we speak. So keep your texts rolling in, 0419. 767-272. Race 8 at Randwick tomorrow. This horse trialled. I spoke with Kieran McAvoy and with Matt Smith this week. Both are excited to see Frilled at the races. She's a pretty fast and talented mare, Blake. Yeah, this is an interesting race, Dave. Um, all resume outside of Derry Grove, Grove and Brudenell. I think the market has to be against Frilled. Um, she's come up very short for mine. I know she's won five from five. She's been doing it Terrific job. She's an on-speed horse. She's trialled super. But those last two wins have been at Mooney Valley um, over the short course. She's got a raise, rise from 78 grade first up to 94 grade. I know she's fast and she will be fast and she probably will measure up to this grade. But do I want to take $2.40 first up? Probably not. Um, couldn't really find anything that I wanted to back to beat her. But I'm going to be with Derry Grove. I think that He's the horse with the runs on the board. I know uh, he just proved that he was better than highway grade last preparation. Uh, forgive the Kosciuszko run. He's gone to the Gold Coast. He's measured up to wait for age. We've got the job done there. Uh, draws six. He'll land just behind the lead speed, and he just travels into races so well. I have no knock on him coming back to 1,000 metres either. I think he's hard enough to beat, Richie. I don't want to knock Frilled because when you're five from five, uh it's hard to find a reason not to tip her. But I agree with... Uh, there's a lot more depth to this race than what she's been meeting. She's got brilliant speed. She's going to be hard to beat. But at the $2.40, you can leave me out. I, I haven't had a bet yet, but if I'm working around three horses, I'm working around Omni Man, who I went think went to another level and has showed that he's a short courser. Uh, and I'm working around the two Godolphin, James Cummings runners, Renoso, and also, um, like I saw yesterday, Barber. He's had the one run. Uh, hasn't rate. When did it... It, I wrote my notes. I loved its run last time at Santa. Then it come back to Sydney. That's right behind Liberty. That was on a bog. Its run at Flemington back in November. And the carnival was outstanding. Soft draw. I can see Barber, say, being three back fence and just going Wishka. And Renoso just needs luck. So um, no knock the favourite. Bar six to four. You've got to get better than that, surely. 
Yeah, you can't really knock the unbeaten horse, but she's been starting nearly the same price in benchmark racing that has been absolutely perfect for her. She's gone straight to the front in small fields over the short trip, proven too good. Now tackles horses that have contested open and even group company and listed company in the last couple of months. So she's got a much tougher task here, but carries no weight. If you back these horses overall, you're going to end up winning. But if you do like her, I think you'll get much better on the day. I've struggled to find a bet, so I'm just going to tip straight on to Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, it was me too. I read this race this morning, Brody, because it is, it is a tricky race. So many first-uppers. I tipped Friel on the key factors last night. I kind of wasn't really happy with it at the price of 240. So I looked at it again this morning. I think, look, the pluses are five from five, 1,000 metres downwind, fast ground. She's got to run well. But if you're Bryce Hayes, you might be confident. Another cognac, first up, last prep against Friel, had four and a half kilos more than her and almost got past her. And he's a 60-something raider. Now he's got Key Largo with four and a half more, who's a proper open-class sprinter, who was a couple lengths off Giga Kick and probably should have beaten Remark in a similar grade race a year ago. It didn't work out in Melbourne in the spring. Very keen and very ready to go into two barrier trials. I think Bryce has been holding him back. I think he'll go bang on Saturday. All right, let's go to the lucky last, boys. Tintuki is uh, another one I want to have a look at here. Tintuki, of course, is at 350. What are your thoughts? Dave, this is the best bet of the day. Um, there's been a bit of a move for her this morning. It's not Tintuki, even though she's going well and has the right form. I think she's an A-lister, will be winning the last day. Um, I know 1,200 metres is probably the only question mark, but I have no doubt that she will run it. She was first up over 1,100 metres. Uh, she absorbed speed. She had the best sectional between the four and the 200 metres there. And then she went back in script. She took cover. She just let rip like a horse that is going to go through the grades with ease. Um, gets to 1,200 metres now, finds a spot just behind the lead speed. And if Kintuki's behind her, there's no way that she'll get past her in the run home. I think this is the best bet of the day. I think she'll start a clear favourite, and I think she's very hard to beat, Rich. She's an A-lister. Wow. I don't want to, I've gone the other way, but I don't think there's much in it. I, I've gone with Tim Tukey. I just think, I know that you can work the Alcovey some. We get carried away with that rock hard track uh, last week. But um, I just think there's enough tempo, Mrs. Christie, um, Sagusa. And I just reckon Tim Tukey might be chiming in while Tommy's trying to get off on she's an A list. So I'm going to go with Tim Tukey. I just think she'll be the one that's that little bit stronger at the end of the 1200. So Tim Tukey, uh, respect she's an A lister. She's an A-list as airborne, but 1,200 metres has to hold a big query. She comes here third up. She's in career-best form. She will be peaking, but yeah, I'm keen on Tintuki. I thought she was fantastic in a slowly run race behind our Kobe son, and before that produced a scintillating finish at Ramwick. I think Ramwick's her best track, gets 1,200 metres once again, and if she holds her form, I think she's going to be charging home over the top. Yeah, not a, not a bad betting race. There's a few questions on all of them. I think um, I respect the confidence, Blake. I think if you like season a it might pay to wait till late. If it's firming ground and inside barrier is okay. She's got so much power and so much sprint, she might get past them. But if it's chopping up a bit, don't forget Ramwick a couple of weeks ago. It was meant to be good for, but it was a soft track all day. If it is chopping up and they're coming wider, it is a risk. She's a horse that, she's a lot happened last start. She put two or three lengths on Wild Botanica. 300 to go, and then Wild Botanical is coming again late, which is the slight concern. I think Tim Tookie's in the mix, but she'll be overplayed because of our Kobe's form. The horses behind there got beaten at, Bram, at uh, Canterbury next start. I think maybe the Melbourne horses might be the way to go. Maybe wait for them to drift. Bellinger's is flying. 
they should be running home late. And Mrs. Chrissy loves a dry track and she'll get on pace as well. What about uh, the Darley Lonro Plate Boys? Uh, it's race two on the card. I know we've got a couple of first starters here, but uh, the Waterhouse spot uh, juggernaut, can it roll on tomorrow? Can a node continue on, Blakey? Uh, yeah, of course. At the top of the market, they're all mostly first starters here. Um, not a race that I want to play into, Dave, but I'll put Celerity on top. Was firm in the market there when scratched at the gates, but not a race that I want to play into. The trial was really good. What did you like here, Rich? I love the trial celerity. Uh, I was on her last week when she played up um, with James McDonald. I think she's not just win tomorrow. I think she's capable of playing a role in the feature races leading into a golden slipper. Love her. I think she's very good, and I think she'll around this lot up. I think she's outstanding odds at $5. Celerity on top for me. Wax and repeat what Richie said. I was on her last week. Her first trial behind Lady of Camelot defeated a long way, but she was given a bit of a bye. She was eased straight in behind the pack there and cruised through the lines, and her latest piece of work was fantastic. Interesting to note, she trialled on the week of the race, so I don't think having that week off will be too much of a worry, and she'll be letting rip down the outside. The one at a price to keep an eye on is Kingdom Under Siege. Trialled well behind Agenda Setup last campaign, and it's come back with a really nice piece of work behind Linebacker who was backed very, very heavily during the week. We've seen Get A Fix come through that trial, and Kingdom Under Siege was just kicking up the inside late. So I think at $19, good gate. Benny Mellon takes the ride, worth a little bit of a peanut. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good point. Uh, the gap between the trial and the race, like I think Celerity will enjoy it better on Saturday. Probably having an experience going to the races, going home, having a rest and coming out again, probably takes the edge off of her as well, which might help. The trials are obviously strong. This is a hard race for the bookies to price. So I think I just put a note up there, even though the rating wasn't that strong. I think go for the barrier trial horses. Embassy is one, Celerity is one, or even Capital Dance, the 80s into 34, and they've beaten a note in a barrier trial too. All right, so that is the Dali Lonro plate. There's another text on the text line here, guys, uh, in relation to race three on the card. Uh, super chilled here. I actually really like Super Chilled. I backed it first start at Ramwick with Tommy on board. Uh, got beaten three and a half, second up. Do we think the mayor Super Chilled's got any chance in the third at Ramwick on Saturday, Blake? Well, I liked her return, Dave. I thought it was really good. Uh, she didn't have the best of luck. I think that was behind her more victorious, and she had similar closing sectionals and uh, to Stadio Mastala, who subsequently won. So uh, no knock. I want to see it again, but she can definitely win. Um, Hell hath no fury. Back to her last start, she was too good for them, but she's bringing midweek grade, and she has had races run pursuit, and she's found the perfect spot. She's let go quickly and, and won well. So no knock there. But I think Infinitive was really good behind Hell hath no fury last start. She was... Um, 300 days between runs. She had the wide draw against. She went back. She hit the line strongly. Uh, she can only strip fitter for that effort, gets to a mile, and I think she is hard enough to beat. So I'm going to be with Infinitive in the third. Richie? Yeah, well, the market had a shake-up, didn't it, when the, 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 the likely leader and the favourite came out being another will. I was half against it, but there's no use talking about it. It's not in the race. Um, the way the race runs, I think Nana's Wish and Canadian Ruler and Health No Fury, uh, Hell Has No Fury roll forward. On with that race that you mentioned, Hell, uh, Hell Has No Fury and Infinitive, and I think Nana's Wish. I, I, I really, at this stage, I, I, I couldn't possibly have a bet the way that the three are, but there'd be three, four, six, and eight in no, no particular order. 
I'm quite keen on Super Chilled each way. I think she was fantastic first up when held up behind a more victorious. We've already seen that form freight with Joe Pride's horse coming through it. And last preparation, she was fantastic behind Sequestered there on Everest Day, charging from the back of the field on a day not many did. Her run behind Pervaved is all right. I think she's going to come here second up and be very hard to beat. She's only had about a 90-day spell in between the spring carnival and also being up nice and early in the late summer here. So I think she can be a little bit more forward second up than she has been previously. It proved very hard to beat up to a mile. Okay. Yeah, she'll... Um, I'm good. Glad to hear that, boys. I'm, I'm getting uh, getting interested in the race, boys, listening to this as well. I think... Yeah. Um, I think Super Chilled and Infinitive, two Chris Waller horses with real mile-plus strength. Infinitive was three wide, no cover in the binary. Super Chilled was almost beaten Renaissance Woman. Hell hath no fury. She's got to be risky, doesn't she? Her mum was a 1,400-metre horse. She stretches to the mile. Her dad was a sprinter. And Nana's wishes not get in the rain. Maybe back Infinitive and Super Chilled and maybe the Quinella too. Boys, um, what about the fifth? Gently roll, Bryce Hayes, Zach Lloyd, very short. Has been uh, specced at that short price too. Yeah, I'm pretty keen here. Dave, I've had a bet already. I think um, she's hard enough to beat up. Uh, I think they went up around $4, so she's into $2.50, and I think she'll start around that price. Um, I was against her first up behind Will Adel, but she won me over. She was off a long spell there. She had two quiet trials over 1,800 metres. That was over 1,200. She got back. I really liked her work through the line. Gets to 1,300 metres. Would I like it to be 1,400 metres? Probably, but I think she's hard enough to beat. Um, I'd be interested to get Brody's thoughts on how good are you in the trial. Um, back from her first preparation, she did a really good job there. She got out to 18, 1,900 metres. So is she going to be looking for further than 1,300 metres first up this time in? I would probably probably say yes. And then you go to Dakota Varun, who is flying in midweek company, but has to go to a different level here for mine. But I think Gently Rolled is a very good bet here, Richie. Yeah, it, I, I was keen. I'm re, I was really keen to back how dare, how, sorry, how dare, how good are you? The um, the two trials haven't exactly set the uh, the world on fire. The first one was horrible there at Canterbury. Then the next one was kind of really under a lot of pressure behind Smart Legend and the other horse of Gaze and Adrian's the years. Um, really keen to see it in the yard and see what it... If it's firm in the market, I want to be with her. But just off the trials, I get terrified. Um, I think Dakota Broon's been outstanding, but against horses, I'd, give, I'd, you know, I'd be competitive. But that said, she's flying. She's come back stronger. So that leaves me really betting up on Gently Rolled. So... Stuck, run, back, blow them away. I'm with Bryce Hayes and Zach Lloyd. Gently rolled. Best of the days. Gently rolled wins. It's going to draw him perfectly to stalk the speed. It was massive first up off a good pace. It savaged the line. 1,300 metres. She had the two really soft trials leading into it. We spoke about it beforehand. Before that first start run, she's a big, strong mare. She would take immense improvement out of it. And I think she's probably the best of the day and most likely winner across the card. Okay. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, she looks um she looks good. Geez, they they took the price early. I think she was four bucks something on Wednesday and it came into two dollars something. You're gonna work out again whether well, that's the right price. I think that's the question. I think she's clearly the horse to beat. I think fourteen hundred metres would have been better like Blake said, but she's so strong late. Ramwick suits. I think she beat straight Acer here in a race last prep, so always that's pretty good form. I was interested in Royal Invader, but I think he might be going to Canterbury tonight. So look at that race. Maybe the only one that can beat generally gently rolled is French Bonnet. She's got very mixed form. She could come last, she could come first, but she was third behind 
Cotahelian Democracy Manifest first up a couple of preps ago. The Barrow trials were good, just 41 bucks. I like it, gents. Uh, let's get uh, your best bets because we'll have the multi open very, very soon. I'm going to tell uh, Ben Dixon now to open that multi for us. So what's our best bet on the card, Blake? Yeah, so best bet on the card for me is in the last. I think she's an A-lister. is going places. I love her turn of foot, and I think she won't have any worries with the 1,200 metres, Dave. All right. Uh, what about yourself, uh, Richie? Well, Blake and I, we're waiting for the day. Uh, I'm going to race nine, number seven, Mark West. Zach Lloyd, James Cummings, best bet of the day for me. Stalk, leader, pounce, we all cheer. Race nine, number seven. Brody? Race five, number seven, gently roll for me. Race five, number seven, should be too good. Second up. All right. And what about and, yourself? And race seven, just back the two Waterhouse spot horses. Fully, fully lit, the best bet. The trunk could win as well. Okay. Now, uh, the open of the prop number is, uh, well, the prop number for our multi because we had a few people ask if they're, you know, wanting to, to search this prop number, which you can on the tab app. It's 194427. 194427. And that is our top four multi for the HQ punters panel today. What runs top four, Blake, for you? The last race, Dave, she's an A-lister. She's an A-lister to run top four. What about yourself, Richie? Well, I... I... Mark West will, but it's too short for me. It's too ninety. They'll take deductions from putting it in. So no, actually, top... I've got to. I've got to. Oh, I saw you tweet that, um, or not tweet that, but Michelle. No, no, I mean two ninety when there's only two chances in the race that they, they'll be. They had no value into the first four. You know what I mean? No, but there's no deductions in these multis. So if you I know that, Dave, yeah, what yeah. I said was, oh, that yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. only there's only ten runners, only two in the market. You know, what what are they going to give us really? A dollar a dollar oh eight to run top two, mm. top four. So I'll go race two, a two row that I think can figure in the big races. Race two, number eight, Celerity, T Clark, James Cummings. I'm with James and the Blue Army this weekend. All right, so Celerity uh, for Richie. Uh, what about yourself, Brody? Race six, number five, Moravia should be very hard to beat in the Group Eskimo. Three Eskimo Prince. And Mike. Yeah, race seven, we were T. Clark, both of us, Richie, uh, trunk in the English Millennium. So if you think that will be a successful multi, it is race two, number eight in Sydney, race six, number five, race seven, number seven, and race ten, number nine, $6.50 for all of those horses to run in the top four. Six fifty for all those horses to run in the top four, Celerity, Marava, Trunk, and also the horse. Thank God for in... Mike, otherwise you'd be getting odds on. <laughs> race ten, uh, race ten, number nine. Of course, um, she's an A-lister there for Bjorn Baker. So all those horses to run top four, six fifty as we speak. I'm going to place it in the bets friend section of the tab app. So if you're uh, a member of the Racing HQ uh, bets friends, you should get a notification, or you can jump onto the website or the tab app, and you can find us there via the bets friends section. Is that, is that how you've built up your friendship numbers, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Just, just try, try my best, mate. Try well, I'm just and Marlow, you often just drink by yourselves because you got no brand. Now you're, you're building up your friendship. That's what I mean. Yeah. Radio show. It's, it's, it's. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. Don't <laughs> ring eighteen hundred. Just come with us. So <laughs> who's, um, got, who's got just, more just bets like friends? Dave, you or Brody? Who's got what? More bets friends. Oh, I don't know. Who, who has Brody? I'm pretty sure you guys. You guys would have me covered. I easy. would be following. I'd be following Brody because, mate, to all your trial. Tips go up there uh, and uh, bits and pieces throughout the week and punters can follow that, can't they? 
Yeah, so jump on the tab app, join Bet's friends, join Racing HQ, join the Spy Files, and hopefully a few winners across the weekend, DS. All right, perfect. Uh, that multi, by the way, is open as we speak. So if you're wanting to get involved with it, it's on the tab app. Away you go. And in, I reckon, about half an hour's time, we've already taken 9,000 on it, to, guys, just a tick over 9,000. So the liability just at, uh, what, 54,000 as we speak. So that's slowly building. You can get involved right now. Gents, have a great weekend. Enjoy tomorrow. Great racing at Randwick, and we'll see you at the track soon. What about tonight? Oh, and tonight. Actually, I forgot, Canterbury tonight. Uh, What can we expect at Canterbury? Have you got the big simulator, Richie? No, but just the normal net, the simulator, the the truck that was going to bring the simulator in, I was going to have to knock the grandstand down to put it through. So, uh, no, we've still got the normal. Look, we're the only meeting on tonight at Canterbury. So, Nick, Bernie and I will have plenty of fun. We're going to have a few guest trainers come and join us throughout the evening. We'll have a bit of golf. I've got a $100 voucher courtesy of Drummond Golf. Um, So, look, Matty LaHood and the team of the agency, we're going to have plenty of fun with the charity. And we're going to have a, a few other things. We'll look at the. We'll look at. I'll we'll get Nick Burney's thoughts on a few of the big races tomorrow at Randwick too. So Canterbury Park, doing nothing. Get out there tonight at Canterbury, and uh, you know, I just saw an important scratching. Dulcet come out of uh, race number two. So Dulcet comes out of two. You can just back Ring Ahoy. I think it'll win again. Okay. Any any good things here tonight, uh, boys? Anyone looked at Canterbury? I saw that. Uh, gee, Kim White a big day yesterday. At uh, at Wyong, didn't she? And Bubba goes around uh, for uh, Kim Ward, Jay Ford, and uh, the Rooters. So, looking forward to the fourth there. Yeah, Kim's absolutely flying at the moment, Dave. But I'm having one bet. The last race, we're going to have to wait till the last. I like Mon Pierre. Comes out of that season A list of form, and she was hitting the line really nicely. So, I think it's going to be hard enough to beat Dave. Hey, big boy, in my column, I do that. At the end of it, I do horses to follow. Yep. Montpierre was in there last week, brother. Montpierre, okay. Like what price is it at the moment? Six dollars, David, for you. Oh, for Matt Smith, Regan Bayless, Piero. He's going good, Matt. Looking forward to. Uh, he could have a big Box weekend. Door. It's a good race, the last race. It's a real good race, the last race. There'll be plenty of winners out of it. Remedies, Wingardium, uh, Rusalin, and uh, Shalales there as well as Montpierre. It's going to be a good, good betting race, the last or not. I tell you what. So you're the only. Uh, venue on tonight, Sky Thoroughbred Central. Yeah, yeah. Like, like my wife, she won't leave the TV. She look out. I was going to say, <laughs> look out. That's going to be... I tell you what, if you want some laughs tonight and just a bit of fun, flick it over to the races tonight on uh, 5 to 8, Sky Thoroughbred Central. You and come out, Dave? Watch the boys. Tonight, I don't know. Should I? Why don't you come out? Should I come out to Canterbury tonight? Just depends. A lot of people know. A lot of people like always think you do a great job on the radio. I, I just want to see. I want to show a lot of people, more people tonight, and say this is the reason he's on radio. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Can, can we get Dave to do the golf challenge, Richie? Oh, uh, well, his mate's not allowed to anymore. No, he nearly killed someone, Marlo. I I'll yeah, tell you what, the, when Sky Thoroughbred Central went into high definition, that's when I disappeared. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, those good TVs that Uncle Jerry's got, they don't need, imagine that, you know, you get one of those big OLED TVs like Davey Warner and frighten the kids if I get up on screen. Don't worry about that. I'll see you later, boys. Have a good day. Canterbury tonight, of course, we'll have a full preview around 11 o'clock with Luke Marlow and also Nick Burney, who will join Richard Callender tonight. Uh, today, our New South Wales meetings are Walker.
and also we've got an ACT meeting there at Canberra. So take note of those two. Uh, now, the multi, around um, 13,000 has been taken. 13,000 on the multi at this stage. So it was race two, number eight, race six, number five, race seven, number seven, and race 10, number nine. All those horses in Sydney tomorrow to be running into the top four, you can have $6.50 as we speak. And it's in the Bets Friends section of the Racing HQ app. Of course, always gamble responsibly.